Do you have a light? That's perfect. Hi there. Hi. Are you ready to rumble? I'm ready to go. Thank you. Let's get for, crazy. For being my guest. Are you drinking? <laughs> oh, yeah. I got this fucking... There's this thing at my work. I found it in the fridge. And I was like, that sounds interesting. And my manager was like, it's yummy. And I took it home and I drink it. It's what cotton it? candy seltzer. Oh. That and it's actually so yucky. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh my god I don't know it's like gross going down and then the aftertaste is like cotton candy so it's like ew and then afterwards you're kind of like oh no yeah so you know we'll see have you um well real quick um I'm gonna leave that in because I think that's fun um (laughs) hi everyone welcome to yet another episode of the smoking porch podcast today I have a very special guest um, my dear, dear friend, Damon, who's drinking something yucky over in Portland. Um, Damon, what I was going to ask you is, um, have you had those cotton candy grapes? Yeah, those are funky. They are. And I feel like the first one, you're like, whoa, like your mind's blown. It tastes just like cotton candy. And then all the rest of them are just kind of like grapes. <laughs> in my yeah. Maybe I'm just like inhaling them. I don't think I've had one for years. I don't particularly love the fruits that taste like other things. They kind of stress me out. Like I was, a ki- when I was a kid, we went to the store one time and they had like grapples. Did you ever have a grapple? No. What is that? Was it was an apple, apple that was infused with like grape, but it wasn't like natural grape. It was like almost grape juice. And I hate grape juice, but I ate that apple and have been scarred from like any fruit that's like, I'm also this flavor why do they do that why do they do that I I feel like that's just like unnecessary geneticism shit on those poor apples it's like a slow day at the lab when everybody's like you know what we could do let's, <laughs> let's inject this apple with some grape <laughs> some grape juice real quick I actually didn't watch a lot of it but did you ever watch um Zoe 101 oh yeah I don't remember like hardly anything. I have a feeling I watched like less than 10 episodes, but I like distinctly remember this episode where um, like the nerdy girl with the glasses, because of course she had glasses. <laughs> I classic. Um, classic. Um, I remember that they came up with a ban apple though, like in science class. And it was like a red banana. And it was like supposed to taste like an apple mixed with a banana absolutely satire but I bet you somewhere it's a real thing now (laughs) I mean it sounds kind of cute and like I don't know I clearly remember it 15 years later it resonated with my fat ass (laughs) that's how they get you like whoa (laughs) could that ever be a real thing (laughs) also (laughs) another thing I don't know if you watched Kim Possible but a big thing on that show was the sidekick Nako the Nago, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, for listeners that might not know, on Kim Possible, there's, like, the coolest Mexican restaurant they hang out at that's, like, a gas station, kind of, too. And yeah. they, um, the, like, her sidekick slash love interest, Ron Stoppable, um, he makes a taco filled with nachos, 
which doesn't seem that extreme. <laughs> it seemed cool in the show. <laughs> I was going to say, when I was a kid, I was like, ooh, I got to make me one of those. Mm-hmm. I need that. <laughs> like, like any scrap of innovation as a child is just like magnified tenfold. Truly. It's actually kind of funny. And then I'll stop talking about Kim Possible, but I loved Kim Possible. And I had like this kind of like straight to VHS movie of Kim Possible. And it was this episode where like the bad guys is like this nerdy woman named Deanne Amy. And her whole thing is that she, they're like, apparently in the show, there are like these kind of like cute mutant beanie babies, like a cat and a panda. It's called like Pacanda, right? And like everyone's collecting them. Well, this lady, oh yeah, the big one is Panda Roo. It's Panda and a Kangaroo. But this woman starts like making them in a lab, like real animals. <laughs> and when I was six years old, I told my mom I wanted to be a geneticist because of that show. And she That's like iconic. she thought I was like the most impressive kid in the world. <laughs> <laughs> She like, told all of her friends that like her six-year-old wanted to be a geneticist. <laughs> That's amazing. It was because of a 20-minute episode of that show. Some things just stick. Some things just stick. I really remember that kind of stuff, but I don't remember like I don't know. Your last name. Just kidding, I do. It's standard. <laughs> <laughs> it's standard. Well, okay, guys. I'll reintroduce my lovely friend Damon. Um, he is, he became a fast friend of mine. I think we hit it off very quickly. Um, he is dating, has been dating for a long time. My good friend, Randy, um, I'm not going to dox you, but they live in Oregon. (laughs) (laughs) But the reason that I wanted you as my guest, of course, I was going to have you as a guest and probably will a million more times, but I wanted to do one before Halloween with you because um, you love scary movies and you're the only person I know that has two horror movie tattoos on your body. True. Big fan. I'm glad that you did. I'm so excited to be here. I know. And also, I think your name is kind of horror movie-ish too. It's close to Damien. Damien. Yeah, it's just close to Damien, like the omen. I know that it's not. (laughs) But I'm like, ooh. Yeah. I have <laughs> vampire my... vibes too. I have vampire vibes. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I love it. I'll take it. <laughs> it's a compliment. I mean, clearly, I don't know if you can see, but behind me, I have my Dracula ballet poster. So I clearly, I clearly am into it. It's just a photo of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I. Okay, the last podcast I did with Amanda, I knocked the sailor hat off onto the ground and I like had to pause and I left it in. But it just happened again. It's deja vu. <laughs> um, so how have you been, Levy? Oh, you know, I've been fine. So, so busy with the work and trying to schedule a wisdom tooth surgery that I oh, don't want to have. No. So no. Lots of fun things going on in this corner. But... Oh God, what, when is it? Have you scheduled it yet? Yeah, it's like mid-November. Um, and it'll be like fine. I'm like not crazy mm-hmm. pressed. I just like the amount of times in the last couple of days I've called that dentist office. They were like, we know it's you. And I'm like, yeah, 
<laughs> and then they're mean to me for 30 minutes and then I get off the phone and I'm like, oh, I have another question. <laughs> Maybe you should call someone else because if the dentist is being mean to you before your surgery, that's not a great sign. <laughs> He's going to yank them in a way that's going to be a bummer. But <laughs> going to like purposefully not give you anesthesia. I, um, I'm kidding. Of course he will. Are you going to be all the <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> is it yeah, just no. Oh, okay. They had said to me, they were like, we're really pushing these like pills. And they were like, you take these two hours before. And then when you get there, like you just feel kind of loopy, you know, you're kind of out of it. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, like sounds good. And then I called the other day and they were like, yes, you're doing the pills. Just a couple of warnings. Um, we don't really know how those work in the body super well. So they could work. They could not work. They could like put you out. They could just like not take away any of the pain or any of the like anxiety you're going to feel like. Also, you will not be able to drive yourself home. You'll need to leave in a wheelchair and you'll have to have constant supervision for 24 hours. And I was like, You have to leave in a um, wheelchair? (laughs) So I was like, are there any other options? And she was like, you could do like an IV drip where they just like, will literally put an IV in your arm and you'll go, like you'll fall asleep. And I was like, let's do that one. Let's do that one, please. (laughs) God. They're like doing some experimental shit on you. I know. I have the prescription for the pills. They were like, go to the pharmacy and no. do that. And I said, I don't think I'm gonna. <laughs> well, you know, this this guy keeps calling. So I think we just, we're gonna, we're gonna test this shit out on him. <laughs> He's Surely. not a regular yeah. customer. Um, that book that I bought when I was actually in Portland visiting you guys, The Body Keeps the Score. It's all about trauma. This might not be what I should be telling you right now, but I just read today. I read it at work because I didn't have a fucking thing to do at work I was there alone so I just like brought a book and read it but um I read this part today about this woman who got her tubes tied um this isn't gonna happen to you just so you know I was gonna say why did you preface this with like <laughs> no 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 no, no she got her tubes but tied, a woman but got her tubes tied. the anesthesia like didn't work but she like it worked enough that she couldn't tell the doctors so she just was like frozen while they were like cutting her open and like and she could feel all of it but she couldn't talk i'm like that is like a nightmare so that's not gonna happen to you are they just gonna pull your teeth out or do they have to like surgery you um i mean (laughs) they have to surgery me technically because like two of my wisdom teeth aren't like through Mm. um so i don't know it's like i think two easy ones and then two not as easy ones and whatevs I don't know it'll be fine I yeah. just am like I've had mine taken out you can just make um Randy like spoon feed you ice cream and I literally am going to you, I, should. Like... you should like fucking foot rubs and like mud baths and <laughs> yeah I just figured this <laughs> was like the perfect time yeah I was like I don't really care about Thanksgiving so like if worst case I'm like still feeling shit and I can like eat mashed potatoes and that doesn't really change the course of my day at all (laughs) that's actually exactly what I was gonna say is I feel like most Thanksgiving food is like slop (laughs) you know I mean really mashed potatoes stuffing stuffing like has celery I guess the sweet potatoes the pie the gravy I'm just, it's kind of gross to like actually name all those things. It is kind of gross, but it's also it's delicious. Gross. And it's like, it is veg out on the couch, watch movies, that eat things that you don't have fun. to chew. <laughs> that sounds kind of fun. Honestly, like, that sounds terrible. 
And I don't miss like the COVID era at all. I want to make that clear, but I like never take sick days and never take days off work. And my coworker takes them all the time. And like, I don't think she's actually sick, to be honest. If you're listening, <laughs> coworker, sorry. I think you're just playing hooky. But um, I'm like, I honestly would love to be like a little sick for like two days. Like sick enough, I don't have to go in, but I could like <laughs> not out, I have to do anything. Veg out, sick. I haven't been that way for like, I don't exaggerate years. Like I didn't take a sick day all throughout college. And I think I've taken like one in my whole like working career too. I'm yeah, I don't know. Is that kind I of- live for a sick day. I live for a day when I can just not do anything. There's been a few times when like I've had like a trip planned and had like PTO on the cow and then my trip gets canceled. And I'm like, guess it's a staycation. Like you won't catch me pulling it from my calendar and working those days. I'm going to watch movies. You guys have like the best apartment too for that. Like you, I feel like you're close to things. You've got the nice like porch you have. It's beautiful. I just, I was actually thinking today about so I went and stayed with Randy and Damon um like a month ago listeners in Portland it was literally like the best weekend I've had in like at least a year it was so fun like it was just such a riot um but I bought them a little housewarming gift because they like said that they were gonna um you know like give me a little futon and make it up and I was gonna stay with them for two nights (laughs) so I get I get them these like jokey coasters that are like very much they were like from a gay gift shop and they're like they would fit well in my apartment but they're very like gauche and very tacky and my apartment like for the record is very like rocky horror picture show meets like eclectic early 2000s single mom meets like goth with like some religious paraphernalia and a lot of hello kitty (laughs) stuff and I (laughs) so I was like these are perfect so I take these like coasters that say like popular slut club and there's like one that says like maybe today satan (laughs) to their house (laughs) I open the door and it's like architecture digest (laughs) it's like all these like lovely shades of gray and blue and like wonderful furniture and appliances and they have like a like glamorous little bar cart and everything's pristine and I'm like no (laughs) you can put it out for like a Halloween party and then you can just throw them away no I love them they sit very proudly on that bar cart now anytime we have like friend guests over like that's that's the move those are the those are the little ones well, thank you for saying that. <laughs> it's nice. Like, there's things like, yes, it's nice. And I pride myself on like wanting to have a nice space, but there's little inflections of like trash everywhere. Like, it's, I have a little blanket, like a throw blanket that's like, it looks like the original like old VHS tape from like the first Halloween movie, which oh. like interesting, kind of kooky, but like doesn't fit any of the rest of my shit. So, like, I'll have yeah. like my bed made up all cute. And then there's just this blanket or like, in the hallway next to everything else, there's like a little whiteboard and it says Hail Satan. Like just I love like that. It's the dumbest. Like I feel like those kind of things like give an apartment soul though. Like you don't want to like walk into something and have it look like an IKEA showroom, you know? Like you gotta have a little like pizzazz. Yeah, a hundred percent. 
Uh, All that to say, I love the coasters. Thank Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) No, that weekend was so fun though, you guys. I just, honestly, like we did a lot, but we didn't do a lot. We just like enjoyed each other's company for like 72 hours, but it was like sunny and it was nice. And Damon and I were like still like basking in like the glory of Beyonce's Renaissance album. <laughs> we're bugging the shit out of everyone else we were with just because we we're like making them play it start to finish and like harmonizing <laughs> over the vocals. I still, every time I hear that album, I still feel like I'm like ascending into heaven. It is the best thing to grace my earwaves. Truly Beyonce at like the best she's ever been. Thank you. Why she didn't go this route sooner, like I'll never understand. I admittedly I like her I think she's talented Mm -hmm. and I think some of her music is good like Mm -hmm. I'm a fan I would say but I don't like stand everything she does I personally I didn't like Lemonade Mm. and I'll stand by that like was not for me but this album like it encompassed everything that is like joyous and lovely in the world and (laughs) like it's an experience all the way through every single time it was perfect I agree with you that it's her best work I did like lemonade but I don't know I mean I feel like people have said like she's matured as an artist I don't know if I would necessarily say that it just is like a perfect album like the only song that I don't like seek out is um all up in your mind but I still don't skip it when I listen to the album like every right. other song I adore with my whole heart. Okay, what are your top three songs? It's um, actually very hard, I think. That is hard. I would say Cuff It, just yeah. the best, pure mm-hmm. vibes, heated. I kind of forgot you... about it. Don't ever say you forgot about it. That's one of the best songs ever. I know. Um, I know it is. <laughs> god and then I don't, alien superstar i get i just think that's yeah. such a fun like that makes me want to go out like if i'm working on a friday afternoon and like that song comes on my shuffle i'm like okay yeah. i guess i'm gonna drink tonight she's <laughs> like bad bitch i'm the bar and it's okay coco like is at the door meowing which kind of gives me cause for concern so it's yeah not funny. um yeah no i didn't forget about cuff it but I mean, I guess I did, which makes it harder because I was going to say Heated. I think Heated might be one of my favorite songs. Like, I don't know if I can say of all time, but like in my adult life, like I don't have a single combined. (laughs) Remember the Uncle Johnny? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So listeners, I mean, if you haven't listened to Renaissance, you need to go do it right now. It's Beyonce meets like house music meets disco meets like ballroom um like voguing it just it's a it's a masterpiece but she has a song and I don't really want to sing it but she has this like recurring line in the song where she's like Uncle Johnny made my dress that cheap spandex she looks a mess and I'm like that is so cunty I'm like that was like so because I thought she was talking about John Galliano who's like kind of one of the most iconic designers and also kind of forgotten and like he doesn't design anymore and I was like that's so I, I like when I heard that album I was like <laughs> yeah, that's line I was like yes bitch like 
I think I made the song. And then Damon informed me that it's actually made something different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who is Uncle Johnny, Damon? He's literally Beyonce's uncle who died from like AIDS back in the day. <laughs> like, so sad. It's like <laughs> equally as cunty, but like for a different reason. <laughs> it is. But it's like. It has a tinge of tragedy for sure now. (laughs) (laughs) The best things always do. I just love how excited you were versus how devastated you were. Like from like (laughs) start to finish before you knew that fact versus after you knew that fact. Like your your life wasn't the same. (laughs) It honestly did kind of change my life a little bit. And like I still that song's still number one, but I do have more complex feelings about it now. <laughs> Rest in peace, Uncle Johnny. Um, yeah, I would say Heated is my number one. I. It's really hard because Virgo's groove is so incredible. I mean, they all are. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Heated, Virgo's groove, and probably. Oh, I'm gonna say Alien Superstar because I did forget about Cup It, even though I adore it. I don't have a complaint about any of these fucking songs on this album. I want you guys to know. No. Also, like, we have to give honorable mention to Mm -hmm. America Has a Problem. (sighs) That's probably my number four, honestly. Beyonce going, no. It's like, it (laughs) stops me in my tracks. (laughs) No, no, no. I just, like, remember so fondly, like, we're driving around the streets of Portland and, like, Perdont and Randy are like Perdont's like enjoying it for sure but Randy's like dealing with traffic and shit and you and me were like windows down like a little buzzed and we're just like it was heated and America's got a has a problem but we we're like acapella-ing it it was like we were floating not driving <laughs> it was the best time I've ever had and I think it was funny because like the other day I like played it in the car uh-huh. And Randy was like, I can't listen to this anymore. Like, I literally only think of you and Camille singing it together. And I was like, I don't know, that's sweet. Like, one day you're going to be like, what a fond mem. But now I've, we've ruined the album mem. for him. <laughs> it is a fond mem. And then I remember that we went to that weird bodega and you bought two, like, expensive freezer pizzas when, like, we didn't even need one. <laughs> what was that about? There was no reason. We were maybe drunker than we think we were. <laughs> It was like a Red Baron. Like at Fred Meyer, that girl is like three ninety five, and for some reason, my total was like forty seven dollars. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Everything about that weekend was just like it was like living in the Twilight Zone. I. It was just like joyous chaos, and I felt like stupid the whole time, like in the best way. Like me too. It was such a good headspace, and everything was just like. And nothing like seeing the wrong. sunshine for the first time. <laughs> That's how I felt too. It, it, it was really weird. I don't really know why I had so much fun with you. <laughs> it like I, reset my brain chemistry. I was like, wow. It really new lease on life. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, I'm always gonna be chasing that high though. It's gonna be like your first hit of meth, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done yeah. meth, listeners. I haven't. But I have heard that when you do meth. One time, you are forever chasing that high. Because it's so damn feeling, fun. <laughs> the feeling is comparable to having a fun weekend with your friends. 
the having a nice weekend to meth pipeline is <laughs> you know for no lost us <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay so i'm so glad that um we're recording this on zoom because <laughs> i mean i think you listened to the episode from yesterday but amanda was here in person and we're like recording on something else and we were like kind of lit up off of like maybe two glasses of wine. And I look over and my laptop screen is black and it had stopped recording for like half an hour. And we're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to like make up for last time. It was like so forced. But I know that, I mean, we we did make it up though. We came up with other good things to talk about. But um, I can see that you're recording. I can see that you're in the clear. And it's blissful because I have a lot of things I want to talk to you about. Um, okay, listeners, one of Damon's tattoos is of Ghostface from the Scream franchise, which I had never seen. And I've seen a lot of scary movies in my day, at least like the classic ones. And I had never seen Scream. So I watched it for Damon last night. And um, I am extremely impressed with it. I loved it. It's iconic. Anybody who doesn't love it is just wrong. I couldn't imagine knowing someone who was like, "Mm, not a good film. I didn't expect it to be that good, honestly, because I've seen scary movies, (laughs) (laughs) which honestly mirrors it quite closely. But I don't know. I guess I just like, there is so much kind of lore around it. And it's like such a pop culture thing. I kind of thought it would be hokier. And I definitely like, is ironic as a film I would say like they reference like all the scary movie references and stuff like it's very I think it's a very smart film which I didn't expect um I like when Courtney Cox calls that guy fat (laughs) (laughs) that's camp (laughs) that's camp um no I was very very impressed I thought Neve Campbell did a wonderful job I was very impressed with her. It's yeah, she's an icon. I was kind of like this bitch can act. Like she sounded like a real person when she talked. And then like she kicked the shit out of the monsters at the end. (laughs) She's an icon, truly. And it's one of those films, like it's it stood the test of time because Mm -hmm. like you said, like it is still, it's very smart and it was clever to do what it did in the way that it did like being meta was kind of like not like people I don't think people took being meta seriously and like mm. making a film like that and like I love West. it Craven, was very I meta like, I didn't West even Craven realize it was Wes Craven until the credits started rolling I like I went in completely blind like I knew who the ghost face was just because like I have the internet um, you know, and like you see spoiler shit all the time but yeah I I mean even knowing who the killer was at the very beginning of the film I like still didn't know the turns it was gonna take I didn't know how it was gonna end I was very impressed and I have to say I don't know your thoughts on this like Matthew Lil- is it Lillard or Lillard I think it's Lillard Matthew Lillard's tongue scary or no (laughs) (laughs) 
that song <laughs> should be listed as like a star of the movie. He like sticks it out every chance he gets, and it's like eight inches long. <laughs> I, and I, I wasn't mean, expecting that question. <laughs> I literally have like an outline to like try to stay on track, and it's like on the outline. But I wanted to talk to you about it because it's like I feel like it some might find it attractive. I'm kind of surprised I don't find it attractive. But it's like very like long and lizard like and like devious. <laughs> it's a creep. I will say. Do you, do you like remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, because I've seen it a million times and you said it just now, but I would never, I don't think I've ever thought about it. I don't think that if I watched it one time, I would have been like, his tongue's out crazy. Like, but I like, I appreciate that that's what you took away from the film. Is the- I, I took a lot of things away from the film, but I don't know. Cause like every time they talk about like sex, like he sticks it out. So like, you know, I probably equated two and two, but I wasn't like, you can tell in his mind or the director's mind or whatever, like that that's supposed to be like a sexual thing, how long his tongue is. Kind of like in white chicks with, <laughs> um, <laughs> what's his name? Was like eating the oysters. But his tongue is like literally like the length of my hand. Like it's really fucking long and like curly. <laughs> I don't like the way you're describing it. <laughs> <laughs> I just ripped out my ring light. How douchey is that that I have a ring light? Well, I'm like, can't you animated talking about his tongue? Um, no, that was not the sole takeaway from the film. Um, so Dewey the cop, what are your thoughts on him? I think... Because I haven't seen any of the other movies. I think he's cute. I think that he's fun and it's nice that he's kind of silly. I think that that's like one of the things that like Wes Craven did the best is that like, every character is so well-rounded in the sense that like you know like who's to say there's not cops out there that are just like kind of like dorky a little bit clumsy like you Mm -hmm. know like because you wouldn't think that when you think of a cop you think of like I mean well you think of a lot of things um (laughs) but like (laughs) when you think of a 90s movie cop you would think like a badass like on top of Mm -hmm. it like suave cool guy and so like it kind of like takes stereotypes in that way and like turns them on their head. And it does things that I think are interesting that like a lot of films weren't doing at the time and like coming off of, obviously this was kind of late nineties, whereas the eighties were such a prominent slasher time, but they were all very like, okay, so there's the final girl, there's the slut, there's the jock, there's the nerd. Like those are the people in the situation. They're all going to get hacked up. Like, yeah. This, Which this I love, this. I love those plays. tropes, honestly. I love I do too. And I do kind of like kind I like that film kind of made me analyze kind of my role as like a voyeur when I watch movies, you know, because it is kind of like you do love knowing that the slut's gonna go first or her jock boyfriend's gonna go next, or you know. And, and like, that's why they're so fun. They like play by a formula that like you know what to expect, and it's not about like like with Scream, it's like, who's the killer? I do want to find that out. But like with slasher films in general, and I think this is why I love them, is like, there's a comfort in like knowing what's going to happen without knowing what's going to happen. Like you might not know who the killer is or like maybe they'll switch it up and like kill somebody you wouldn't expect. But like, there's still like, you know that when Girlie goes down in the basement by herself, 
or when That's the hot couple goes off and has sex by the lake, like yeah. something is going to happen and it's going to be entertaining. And like that suspense that builds is like, it's the best. I know. I, I like you talking about it makes me want to watch more of them. Okay. So you brought up Halloween earlier, I think. And if you didn't, maybe I'm just thinking about it. Did you watch um, Halloween ends? I did. Yeah. Without giving it away, what were your thoughts? It was a I, lot more complex than I thought it was going to be. It was very complex and I hated it. Oh, I just, what I wanted, no, I just, what I wanted was a very like, because it was part of a trilogy, because it's like Jamie Lee's last film, I had in my head that I wanted a very traditional kind of like send off to this like era of the franchise. And so the fact that they like, brought in new characters that I didn't really understand. And they kind of took away from the things that I love most about like the first film that they did and like the original in general, it just, it felt very off-putting in a way that didn't work for me. Um, I I totally understand that now that you say it. Go on. But Corey was hot and I will say- um, He was pretty hot. I would kiss him, but (laughs) don't know why he was in (laughs) the. Well, I just, I feel like- I noticed this. So honestly, between you, me and the listeners, I haven't gotten the full experience because I've seen the first Halloween, obviously, but I haven't seen any of the like 80s, 90s sequels. And then even of this trilogy, I only watched Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. I didn't watch the first one. I thought Halloween Kills was really good. It was so disgusting. (laughs) It was so gory. Um, but that kind of made it fun too. And this one was like, I think that they, this is something I liked at the time when I watched it, but I do feel like they took at least the last two movies because I didn't see the first of the three, but I feel like they really like co-opted them to make them about trauma and like inherited familial trauma and like maybe like, because to me, Corey, the new character was like, so obviously like a metaphor for like a domestic abuser like an abusive boyfriend that like wants to like knock off everyone that could get in the way of like you following him you know right there was that there was a line and like okay if you're listening i'm sorry there's a guy that's like a bad boy in the new movie that's all i'm gonna say but um there is a scene where jamie jamie lee's talking to her granddaughter and she's like i know that I just was trying to keep you away from that kind of person. And in like, in the end, I just brought him to you. And I was like, that's so true. Because you always wind up with someone like your dad or someone like the men that you were exposed to when you were a little kid. Yeah, I'm very no. big on Freud. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> totally. No, I totally. think like, you're right. The themes were there, like the trauma mm-hmm. and stuff. And it's important. And like, they, they did it in a way that was interesting. I don't know. That's whatever. But, but like, but it's not what you wanted. And it didn't watch the first one of the mm. new trilogy because it was the best of the new trilogy. Like, oh, okay. It. That's why I didn't like this new one is because mm. like the setup of the characters in the first one and the way that they positioned like the familial bond and all the things that went in like the complexities of the relationships in the first one, like. Was like, it bled into the second one. Yeah. 
because that was the same, like the second one takes place the same night as the first one. So like it all is like, mm. this is the storyline. These are the characters. This is how they are with each other. This is the relationships. And then the third one was like, flip the table when the puzzle is one piece from being fully complete. Oh. And we're going to like, just shit on it. And it was very oh. like, people who love it, love it. And that's great. And I get it. But like, as somebody who has like watched these films since I was like a child and like grew up loving every single one of these and like following all these plot lines and like investing very heavily in fictional characters. Um, it like Same. just, it hurt my feelings. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, you know what? When I watched it a couple of days ago, I did like it, but listening to you talk, I like it less. Like it does seem like they kind of pulled out the rug from under like the true fans. And that's the other thing is like, so originally, I don't know if you know this, but the 1978 Halloween was like supposed to be a one-off. It got very popular. So they did a sequel with Michael Myers that like continued the story. But the original like thought process behind those movies was that they were going to be an anthology series. So no, no, no two should have been like the same story. Mm. But after they did Halloween 2 and it was like the Michael Myers, like Jimmy Lee Curtis storyline, they did a third one that was like had no Michael Myers wasn't in it had nothing to do with him like was about oh. witches it was like a completely different story and people like hated it and like yeah I, I mean, so when they came back in the 80s they were like okay let's give the people what they want like we're gonna bring Michael back and like this is gonna be how we're doing it now um and so I think like the directors of this new one tried to do that and tried to be like oh well in essence of the original trilogy of the Halloween franchise was like these two were Michael. This one was a little bit kooky. Um, we're going to do these two are Michael. This one's kooky. And um, I just, I don't know. Yeah. I get um, it. But again, it didn't work for me personally. Did you watch um, the Rob Zombie one? Have you seen that? I did. I watched them both and I hated those two because they just, two. it's too, I don't like Rob Zombie. Very corny. Yeah. I, I mean, I watched the Rob Zombie one in high school, like in my friend's like shed in the middle of the woods. So like that was kind of fun. And it was kind of like, <laughs> it felt kind of naughty to be watching it because it was like so graphic and so sexual. But like as a film, it's much worse than the original as well as the new trilogy or the new two I've seen anyway. Um, yeah. Okay. So in terms of anthology, Ashley, I want to talk to you also. Because my favorite horror movie is Candyman, the original. Is it from 93? Mm-hmm, somewhere around there. Yeah, that's my favorite. I didn't even know that there were sequels, but you enlightened me on that. I, I also that. love Candyman. I think I that that's like it. the best. Tony Todd is just a genius at what he does. I think those films are so important like the stories they tell are just like spooky and lovely and I love the like lore the lore is great um they're very well done Uh and like I like that they touch on like important societal issues while being like scary horror story I think that the remake they just did was fucking amazing like it was I liked really gentrification of like Cabrini Green. And I was actually going to say, because people say that Jamie Lee Curtis is the queen of horror. I think they actually said that in Scream. I think Tony Todd is the king because he's in, I mean, I don't know horror movies as well as you do, but he's obviously in all the Candymans and he's also in the remake of Night of the Living Dead. Um, but he just is like such a notable figure. And it's like cool that it's like this handsome, stoic black guy. I don't know. Can you think of anyone, any other male actors that are in a lot of horror movies? 
Mm, not any that are like present. Mm-hmm. Whoever the dad was in the original Nightmare on Elm Street, was it John Saxon? Or... That may or may not have been his name. Um, I think he was like a big and a like, bunch of scary movie guy, like way, way back in the day. But I think that like Tony is the modern day. Mm-hmm. He's our man. Because he is, I think he's in like some of the Final Destinations. Yes. Like I he just pops up. And I love him because I don't he doesn't really like, do anything else. Just scary. No, movies. he's just like popping into scary movies and he has it's like a cameo usually. And you're like, hey. And then he's gone and you're like, well, loved it huh? when he was here. <laughs> <laughs> love to see him. But yeah, no. I do. I and he him. he was so handsome as Candyman, too. I thought. I was always gonna like, and I know that that's kind of part of the thing, like the danger for like quote unquote danger for this like naive privileged white woman to be like meddling in like something that she's has no right to be meddling in then you've got like yeah this beautiful like quote unquote monster villain that's like haunting her but she's also like horny for him which I get um (laughs) no I mean as like a horror movie villain like he's such a cool concept you know, everyone watch Candyman, but virtually it's this beautiful man that wears this big fur coat and he has hooks for hands and his whole body is covered in like a swarm of bees. And it's because when he was, he's like a ghost or like a reincarnation of this, um, like, I don't think he was a slave, right? He just was like during segregated America he had a relationship with a white woman and he was like tortured to death with bees. So he like comes back. It's a very sad story. It is a very sad story. It's a great film. It's, it's a good tri- Like it's a solid trilogy too. Like each really? film is good. I like the third one a lot. I don't. I'm glad to hear you say that. The second one. Cause I didn't even know they existed. So that makes me feel good. Okay. So you have the ghost face tattoo. What's your other one? Is it from R- Rear Window? No, it's a still from Urban Legend, which is like, that's the other thing about Scream is like Scream was so like powerful in its day that it kind of like reinvented and like re-upped the whole like slasher genre. Mm -hmm. And like after Scream, everybody and their mom was like, okay, let's get a couple of fucking WB actors together Mm -hmm. and make a sexy little slasher film in the vein of Scream. And so, like, the late 90s, early 2000s have, like, an onslaught of, like, the the golden age of slasher films. Like, everything that came after Scream was so fucking good. Like, I Know What You Did Last Summer, Urban Legend, Valentine, like, just the best. And they all are, like, a direct result of, like, Scream success and, like, what that did to, like, revive a franchise that was kind of dying Mm-hmm. But um, Urban Legend is, like, another one of my favorites. It's, like, a 1998 slasher with, um, like, Robert England, the guy who plays Freddy Krueger. Oh! He's in it and, like, iconic. Um, one of the guys from Joshua Jackson from uh, Dawson's Creek oh. and, like, his 90s glory, Rebecca Gayhart. Tara Reed is in it. Oh, my God! And it's about... It's about this like killer who's killing people based off of like popular urban legends. And they're oh. all like in college, like taking a class about urban legends. And while they're taking this class, like it's happening. 
It's so, yeah. so, so good. Apparently, um, Jared Leto's in it, too. Yeah, he is. He was much cuter back then. Watch yes. Urban Legend. I will. You will love it. I didn't even know it existed. But since you bring up Freddy Krueger, I have to say my favorite thing. I've only seen Nightmare on Elm Street one time. I think that movie has one of like the funniest scenes from any like non-funny movie I've ever seen. Um, it's when the girl, I don't even remember her name, the protagonist, like the final girl. Nancy. Her, Nancy. I don't know if like she finds it or it her God, I can't talk. I don't know if she finds <laughs> it or her mom finds it or what, but like Freddie leaves his like fedora like in like the non-dream realm, like in real life. And <laughs> Nancy's freaking out because she's like that's his hat that's his hat see I know and then she points and he wrote F. Kruger like in Sharpie on the inside rim of his hat <laughs> like that's such a stupid fucking detail but it's so hysterical it's like a little boy on a baseball team or <laughs> he's like yeah I want to kill people in their dreams but you know I don't want to lose yeah. my I do want to be like, able to lost <laughs> Please return to. Like, it looks like you like wrote it with your left hand, which I mean, I guess if you had knives for fingers, <laughs> you probably can't. You write gotta make do. Well. <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny. Okay, speaking of slashers, um, I want to talk to you about sleepaway camp. So good. So two days ago, I went to I was at Tenny's house and we watched Halloween Ends, and we also watched um, Sleepaway Camp which is like this like B-movie typical slasher from the 80s. It's not super typical, though, because the deaths are like kind of creative, I thought. Yeah. I like, think, like they like drop a like bee's nest on a guy and like kill a girl potentially like by penetrating her with a curling iron. You know, there's like some... Oh, and I... Oh, um. <laughs> But um, what I wanted to talk about, though, because I think it's hugely lacking in our current society, is all of those movies, or at least the summer-themed ones, but kind of just 80s, I'm going to say 80s beyond, like, in the past, They there was, like, something in the men, even, like, the non-heterosexual men that was just, like, is not matched with today. Like, in the summer sleepaway camp movie you guys like there's all these camp counselors that are like so unnecessarily horned up like they're so hot and they're so sexy even when they're like in the cafeteria like the lead camp counselor is literally wearing like it looks like a wrestling singlet and you can see his junk the entire time and he's wearing the tiniest little shorts and he's like trying to find this killer and he's like literally wearing men's underwear like as his outfit and there's this one guy that's gorgeous he's so like so my type Damon but like thick, <laughs> <laughs> like kind of like thick hairy um like Dominican looking man named Gino <laughs> but the whole movie he's wearing a crop top like a like big crucifix, like a tiny, tiny, tiny jean cutoff shorts. And you can see like his whole like Tom Selleck ass body when he's like teaching these kids how to kayak or whatever the hell. I was like, <laughs> why were they like that? Was that just how life was? I 
hope so. And I wish that we could go back because it's so iconic and it's really, yeah, it's like the booty shorts with mm-hmm. like the crop top and it's like a perfectly bulky man with like a mustache and like just hair head to toe and like the sexiest way you've ever seen. And they all are just like taking it seriously. Like nobody is like- <laughs> And like what, one thing that's nice is like, no, I mean, they're in like various levels of like rippedness, but no one's like, no one's like waxed. No one's like oiled up looking. They just look like, like natural, like very manly buff, hardworking men. That yeah, like, like absolutely the fashion of the time. And so they hot. were so hot. It's stupid. So hot. It was so hot. It's stupid. And it's like, now you just see these, like, I don't know. I feel like people kind of tried to bring back like the shorter inseam. But it's like without the swagger. I don't know. I saw this picture. It's like like people trying too hard now. Like it was so effortless back then. And there was just like something about like that style mixed with that era. And like on in any film, anyone that looks like that, you're just like, "Mm, they're supposed to look like that. They they know what they're doing, but they didn't do it intentionally. No, (laughs) they didn't. They didn't. And I kind of, they all kind of look like they're just like picked off the street. I'm not saying like every Tom Dick, like Tom Dick and Dog looked like that, but you know, they look like pretty normal people. They don't look like models. Um, I actually read this really interesting article a few months ago. I don't remember exactly what it's called. I'll try to find it and like, maybe I'll link it because I thought it was a really good read. um, It's called, I think it's like everyone is sexy but no one's having sex it was like the modern condition in America or whatever but this person like really touched on Marvel movies but I think it like applies to like music I think it applies to like modern TV I feel like there's such a pressure on actors actresses performers to be like so sexual and so like perfect bodied they really they use um thor as an example and like you wouldn't catch me dead watching a marvel movie honestly but like i know <laughs> i know what thor is about but like thor is this like very conventionally like at least for the male gaze attractive man he's so ripped he's shirtless 90 percent of the time he's like so oiled up his body's perfect but he like never has any semblance of a sexual relationship and like I, th- I think he has like some flirtation with like Natalie Portman I don't even know the storyline but like there's no sensuality there it's just like sexy bodies that like don't ever come together in a meaningful way and like when you watch tv now I feel like sex scenes that are actually good and like romantic and or like make you feel something are very few and far between I feel I feel like sex is often like sad now. <laughs> like it's gonna like totally. show, show a guy going down on a girl against like some gray background and like some sad music's playing and then they're like about to break up. <laughs> you know, it's not like like steaminess, I feel like is not really a thing anymore. Totally. It's like lost its like passion. It's just very I, and, I, and that's what sucks is like I feel like there's a lot of like films and tv shows and things that are like well we've got to have a sex scene (laughs) we have to have one and then they put it in there and it's so like half-assed and like poorly done and you're just kind of like what is this for like why am I having to watch this right now this is not it's not adding to the story it's not like giving you an insight into these people's private lives like this is just for the sake of being like this had sex in it isn't that cool like 
And it's not cool. <laughs> it's not cool. I don't need it if it's not good. And I was listening, it must have been a podcast. I don't remember what one it was. Um, but if I think of it, I'll link it. I'm into linking now. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but it was talking about how in the modern age, like with this newest wave of feminism, we really like used sex as like a metric for equality. So it's like kind of like the orgasm gap. I mean, you could get into that, but it's like the focus on sex, at least in the media or how we talk about it is like almost like it's a business. It's not like a energy or like a relation between two people, you know? At le- I mean, not I'm not talking about like interpersonal relationships, but like, do, do you get what I'm talking about? I feel like it's always kind of, it's almost like a leverage from one person to the next. I feel like I'm not really making sense, but like if you compare how we deemed like sexuality now versus like in the eighties with like stupid sleepaway camp, <laughs> you know? It's yeah. World. For sure. People were so much like freer with their bodies back then and mm-hmm. just like down to be. And it definitely has like adjusted as time has adjusted. And I don't know that it's, a good thing or a bad thing but I totally get it because like you watch like you watch a movie from the 80s and it just is like those sex scenes are like silly and they're fun I mean they look like when I'm watching them yeah and when I'm watching them I'm watching them in a slasher so like I don't know I couldn't tell you like a (laughs) steamy like love story but like you're like the slasher ones are fun this person's gonna get a knife through their belly in three two one no a hundred percent but even the, the means yeah, to an end they're crazy. like the look at this sex happen and then watch the death like you know it's coming if it's cut like uh-huh. for sure but yeah I don't know sex right. scenes now are weird and I feel like most often they're not necessary and they're no. put in for like shock value or like the wrong reasons that's why I don't like Rob Zombie like going back to like those Halloweens and stuff it's just like you're just doing that to like have something graphic on screen like mm-hmm. this isn't really given us anything because like the whole point of a slasher is like the final girl kind of connection I um I took a class in college that I think I've told you about is like it was called nightmares of red white and blue shout out Russ Maeve my professor but it was the most interesting class I I was my favorite class but it was like watching horror movies from like 1950 through modern day and like analyzing how trends in horror like related to like societal fears and like large issues so like I think the easiest example is like the torture porn genre of like Saw and Hostel being really big in like the mid-2000s when like all the Abu Ghraib stuff came out and like all that like Middle Eastern torture from the U.S. (laughs) you know it was like this post 9-11 era but the slasher film got really popular in the 80s right after the introduction of um, birth control. Like over the... Ooh. Isn't that interesting? So like That's all the... really interesting. He like punished the slut, the virgin lives and like fights it out till the end. That really like got its kind of um, reached its peak and like got really popular, obviously, because everyone was making them. But it was like, yeah, right after birth control became a thing. That's so interesting. And it look at like the impact that has today. Like they still follow that formula of like the final girl. The final girl can have sex now, which is nice. Like they've That's moved nice. away from those like 
old notions, which is like, I feel like we're getting, but like, I don't know. It's, it is still nice to have like a girl to root for. Yeah. I love a final girl. What's like the best like modern horror movie you've seen? I don't, Mm. I don't really watch a lot of the new ones. I don't really like a lot of the new ones. I feel like something that was controversial opinion. I thought it was fun. Randy hated it, but Malignant was a cool movie. Oh, I liked Malignant. I thought it was so silly. Um, that but, picture like, of you and Verdant where it's like she's coming out of your head and you're like, do you remember that photo? <laughs> when we were yes, like, we I, I have in my phone this random, like, it's like a video, but it looks like a photo and I always forget what it is and I click it and it's like just a random photo of like, so, I don't even remember what. And then it's like, but it's a screenshot. It's like a screen recording I have of your story and it's like oh, random photo. And then it moves into that picture of Malignant. <laughs> anyway, it's me and Perdone. And then it moves into the <laughs> cunty cunsborn with the bat coming out of my mouth. And it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen, but it's so funny. <laughs> I look at that cunty cunsborn thing like all the time. I'm not gonna say daily, but like when I miss <laughs> you, which is often. It's just you look so cute and like. <laughs> So, listeners, there's this funny video of us very drunk at a Portland karaoke bar um, being very silly. We'd been very silly all day. And it's like a flash video of Damon and like with a filter on that looks it's like an Ozzy Osbourne filter. But he has like the purple glasses and he's like smiling so photogenic and a bat flies into his mouth. <laughs> we, we like drunkenly labeled it Cunty Cunsborn. <laughs> and I have not laughed like I laughed so hard and speaking of horror do you remember that how I thought that the um the like karaoke master DJ looked like Eli Ross yeah you were really <laughs> adamant about that uh, he kind of did a little bit <laughs> he was giving a little Eli he was giving a little Eli he like looked pale with dark hair and kind of a thick bod <laughs> Which I always go for. <laughs> no, but unfortunately, you guys, we showed up to this really cool tiki karaoke bar in various degrees of costume, being very stupid and silly. And we requested to sing You and Your Hand by Pink. <laughs> and, I forgot that we did that. <laughs> oh, we did. We did. I don't know why we wanted to sing that song. It's probably my idea, but... You and your hands. It was. I love that song. Um, but we wanted to sing it in like cowboy hats and shit. And the bartender or the karaoke, I might call him the master. (laughs) The karaoke (laughs) master was not having us. And we wrote down our name like an hour before the karaoke was supposed to end. And like five minutes until two or whenever it closed, he like looks around the room, which is like half empty. He's like, okay, you guys, I can't promise I'll get to everyone looks directly at us, but I'm going to try my best. And then he looks away. <laughs> then he wow. let like, three other people sing. And one guy sang a Beyonce song and he said the N-word. <laughs> he got in trouble. <laughs> yeah, God, I, I didn't black out, but I blacked that night out because I forgot all of that until you're saying that. I do remember that. And he gave the worst rendition of Beyonce anyone had ever heard it wasn't even like a great song I mean it's a good song but it's not a karaoke one I think it was I say 
I was like, sorry, I think. Yeah. And then somebody else sang Beyonce that night and was bad too. It was, it was like, from the same album. I think it was Beyonce's birthday. It was Lemonade. But it's like, if you're going to sing Beyonce, don't sing Lemonade at karaoke. Do like yeah. Irreplaceable. Love on top. Oh, with the key change. Where she's like, hey, Beyonce. Yeah. Drunk at karaoke, Love on Top would be such a hit. Oh my God. Just like pretend you have a little top hat. Okay. Let me see if I oh. have anything else. I want to talk to you about so many things. I just like don't want to. Um, and we talked about horror a lot. So the transition I was going to do um, was we were talking about those naked men in those 80s movies and their legs. <laughs> then I was going to transition. I was going to transition into Lee Pace. <laughs> uh, we are for him. Let's Ugh. talk about Lee Pace. Oh. <laughs> he it just kind of came out of nowhere and he's the hottest man Uh, alive it's really it's troublesome and it's hurting my feelings because I like I have always known him because my grandpa really liked a show he was in like in the 2000s pushing daisies yeah Yeah. it's literally that and I was all like truly it was like not it was a long time ago and I don't it was it was fine but I was never like what a cute man like he was so basic looking and throughout the years I feel like I've seen him in things where I've been like oh that guy looks familiar but I have never once been like attractive man wow I'm gonna thirst over it when they dropped like the first trailer and like promotional photos for like bodies 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 oh yeah I was like I was like who is that and that's when my obsession began. So it's a fairly recent a obsession. Well, you've really it's, come into it strong. I, understandably. I just feel like the more I learn about him, the more I'm like, hello. Like, well, he's gay. I, think I didn't know he was gay. I didn't either. And when I learned that, I was like, okay, I have, this is my chance. And then I found <laughs> out he was married. And I was like, oh, well. He's so much. But no, he's, and he's like, what? Six, four or something? Like, just like the most insanely attractive man he, and he has what those 80s guys have yes he well does. and he's been also I feel like he's had his very own like renaissance of existence because like I said he looks like a very basic just average man who's in things that you're like oh yeah like I've seen that guy before but this last year like the long hair his body is looking right his clothes are like yeah. better than ever every like he's been doing photo shoots that I haven't ever like seen on my Twitter before and now all of a sudden he's the only well, thing there I've was that on. one I think he was the GQ the one where he looked like like the perfect guy from Portland camping that like doesn't exist um you know he literally had, like, a flat bill and like a striped t-shirt and a hammock kind of deal um and then he was like I don't know if he is like a muse for Tom Brown if so I would totally get it but he's been wearing so much Tom Brown like he wore the Tom Brown shorts with the garter um like the sock garters to the Met Gala yeah yeah and like the fact that he's so tall already and his legs are so gorgeous like in the shorts with the tall socks it it was just I actually have known about who he was since Breaking Dawn (laughs) did you watch that He's no, in, <laughs> he, no, he is because like like all 
like thirsty teenage girls from 10 years ago I was like really into Twilight and um I'm actually thinking when I saw it I think I saw it in theaters but it was a part two so have you seen any of the movies I've seen like the first one and then like one of the last ones I think my aunt talked me into like going to like a midnight showing one year like like horny aunt she's like come on Damon you gotta see what I'm seeing I think you'll like this movie no I think actually (laughs) like the last movie was the best in terms of like film quality and like maybe I just thought it was the best because he was in it but basically there's like this vampire war it sounds super hokey because it is but like all these vampires you've never seen in the other movies like come out of the woodwork to like fight on the good side and Lee Pace plays this like I don't really remember his storyline they're all like immortal but they all have like kind of storylines you know like one of them became a vampire in the civil war like that kind of thing oh (laughs) not him not him though i think he was maybe like a criminal but i'm actually (laughs) a bad boy i think i'm gonna text you a picture of him because i've always been into the bad boy type and you know there's team edward there's team jacob and i was like obviously team edward of them but uh when i saw this motherfucker come on my screen i was like I, I I don't know I think I've had several sexual awakening, awakenings in my life but like he is like Lee Pace but with red eyes and he's scruffy and he's like protective, <laughs> he's like protective of his woman <laughs> and he's like the edgy one you know <laughs> like I'm gonna text you a photo uh, I can't wait to see it and to be so underwhelmed I mean, I like- <laughs> you are gonna be underwhelmed I'm, I'm gonna like, be yeah. like what the hell <laughs> i'm looking at photos now and it's like kind of under i bet it was really great in like 2012 though or like whenever that movie came out like it was one of those it things that like it, it was, was like the time of your life that you were in with like the moment of seeing him was just like well he's like, like <laughs> tall. okay he's tall he has dark hair he's like brooding and mysterious and he shaped many a men that I pursued later in my life. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's giving like Russell Brand. <laughs> I love Russell Brand. Russell Brand. I know. <laughs> it's very on brand for you, but it's, it's not very on it for brand me. for me. <laughs> That's no, the Russell, silliest thing I've ever seen. Russell Brand is like one of my top boys. Of like, course. I mean, like maybe not like in terms of beauty, but definitely top five in terms of like to marry. <laughs> <laughs> also, apparently Russell Brand got like kicked off YouTube because he like shared a fake, not fake, but like unknowingly shared a false like COVID statistic and he got like kicked off. So now he's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Or like maybe not kicked off completely, but like multiple videos of his got taken down. And so now he's on like some libertarian streaming service. I feel like he might go down an interesting path here soon. (laughs) I forget he exists. He kind of scares me. I feel like the only movie. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I, like scary I liked Arthur, but I did not like anything else about him. 
I didn't even see Arthur. I don't think I've actually seen a lot of his movies. I'm not gonna lie. I think I like <laughs> forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, that's a good one too. And that's kind of all that's coming to mind. But that that okay, there was like a time of my life around that breaking dawn photo time where I it must have I don't know, it must have been a sexual awakening because have you seen the movie Dinner for Schmucks? Oh yeah. yeah. I love I, that movie. <laughs> I have seen that movie more times than I can count. But I also was very attracted to um oh my god, what's his name? He's in What We Do in the Shadows. Um, oh God, I don't know his name, but I know who you're talking about. You were attracted to that guy. Yeah, he's another one that just was so scary. <laughs> his name is Kieran Ballard in that movie, and I was very attracted to him. Yeah, and I still am. I'm not gonna lie. What is his name though? Uh, I. You just don't understand. I'm also attracted to him in What We Do in the Shadows. <laughs> the movie, not the TV show. But we do. I haven't seen that. So you haven't? I can't judge you for that. Oh, you would love it. You wouldn't be attracted to him. I'm like very sorry. <laughs> but you would love the movie. It's so funny. It's like The Office, but like vampires living together in a house. Oh my God. His name's Jermaine Clement. And I'm just like universally attracted to him too. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Let's love that for you. <laughs> this is a very like movie heavy, TV heavy kind of pervy podcast and i'm sorry but hopefully you've gotten some enjoyment out of it as i have um hey damon speaking of horror movies i'm gonna be like jigsaw i'm gonna pedal my little bike i'm gonna say hey damon do you want to play a game do i play a game (laughs) (laughs) sure i would love to play a game Play a game, Damon. (laughs) The key to your escape is in your eyeball. And there's also a metal trap around your head. And it's on a spring-loaded timer. (laughs) That's uncanny. If you don't dig the key out in one minute with this razor blade, the bear trap will close on your head. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding, silly. It's my little um draw questions and have to answer it game. So for any new listeners, welcome. Glad you stuck it out this long. Um, I have this jar of 100 questions written on cute little pieces of paper. Um so they vary in seriousness. A lot of them are really dumb. A couple of them are like a little, a wee bit controversial. But I give all of my guests warning um, that if they don't want to answer it on air, um, I ask that they donate $25. And I keep saying rotating charity, but I never do the I never do the research. <laughs> so we're gonna stick with Planned Parenthood because no one has donated to them yet. So <laughs> maybe I'll switch it when someone donates, which I feel will be a rare occasion. That's a good idea. Honestly, I do think that'll be a rare occasion because you guys are just down for everything so do you mind do you mind if i shake it up shake it shake it baby okay and since damon is appearing over zoom um i will draw the question for him 
Do you have any um, colors that you prefer? We have pink, purple, blue, green, and yellow. Do a blue one. Okay. Well, this Great. one's kind of silly. <laughs> this one's kind of silly because of where you live. But um, do you believe in the legalization of drugs? <gasps> um, <laughs> yeah, I think to an extent, I feel like there's drugs that can be legalized safely. Mm-hmm. And there are some that probably should not. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'll say. <laughs> I know. I mean, like you literally live in a town where every single drug is decriminalized. I don't know. I think that definitely some should be in like certain places like Amsterdam, you know, are very safe places to live and it's totally legal. But I feel like it can also contribute to like some societal maladies, you know. But if people aren't getting arrested for drug possession, then it keeps people out of jail, which is good. I don't know. That was kind of an easy question for you. Sorry. Yeah, like and that's like that's that's like for a question for someone that like lives in North Dakota and like works <laughs> on oil rigs or something. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you another one. I hope that it's really hard. <laughs> a really long and hard question, Damon. Okay. Um, what color do you want? Um, pink. Pink. Okay. I go in here. This is a joke question, so I'll get you a different one. But do you think I'm pretty? (laughs) (laughs) Answer it. I think you're the most beautiful girl in the world. Oh, you shouldn't have. Okay. (laughs) What would you have done if I'd have been like, I think I'm going to donate $25 to charity on that one? I can't. (laughs) I would. First, I'd drive to Portland, I'd kill you, then I'd kill myself. Um, my screen goes black it's like zoom disconnected <laughs> like all of a sudden you have a key in your eye okay so I, read, <laughs> I drew you a different pink one and this is big news actually um friends of the pod because this is the first collaborative question on the smoking porch which was my goal all along so my thing is I'm having every guest once they appear they have to write their own questions and put them in the bin which you will have to do um um but you got someone else's question you got a question from amanda Ooh, it said what would you call this chapter of your life oh uh, I, I think that's, that's a, a good really question. good one it's thought-provoking good job amanda is... we love you let me think about that this chapter of my life yeah like if you wrote a book what would you call this chapter um it's a hard one gosh yeah I like I really like when people like equate like their lives in like seasons oh yeah so I don't know I feel like this is kind of the summer of my life like Mm -hmm. I'm I'm young I'm building I'm growing like you're gorgeous yeah yeah that (laughs) um (laughs) things feel very vibrant um yeah I think that this is kind of like we'll call it like the long hot summer because I feel like while things are fun things are summery things are like happening it's a lot of like growing pains and there's so much that's just like 
changing and adjusting all the time. And like, you know, we're in such a weird era of life. Like the twenties are so crazy. Cause it's like, you have friends that are like getting married and like having babies. And then you have friends that are like doing Coke off the like bathroom toilet. And it's just like, and some that are where both. do you fit in? Like, yeah. Some are doing both. It's one of those things, but yeah. yeah. Where do you fit in there? <laughs> On that spectrum. Are you doing coke in the bathroom or are you getting babied up? <laughs> God, is that, I should have given you a middle point because I feel like <laughs> I'm neither here nor there. <laughs> I'm you not going to know anything. You're smoking weed I, in the living room and <laughs> you are in a long-term relationship. <laughs> I took an edible on the couch and I watched Scream. <laughs> I yeah, I actually watched uh, Scream completely sober. I'm sorry, listeners, you're gonna keep getting dings because my pussy cats message, group message with Amanda, whose question that was, and Abby keeps blowing up my computer. I don't know how to turn it off. I think that's a very good one. The long hot summer. A little sexy. A little, a little sultry. A little sultry. It is sexy and sultry. Okay. What is yours? Oh, gosh. I wasn't even thinking about it the whole time. Um, <laughs> okay. I have a really good one, actually. Um, I think just because, like, there's so much change going on right now, like, I think I want to call mine um, the long, hot summer. <laughs> <laughs> Damon has done this to me before, listeners. Um, God, I don't know. That's like kind of a question you have to think about for a long time. Um, yeah. Actually, one thing that I think I would call it, I don't know like how long the chapter is, but I think Summer Renaissance, or at least Renaissance is a really good one because I love that. Renaissance by Beyonce. By Beyonce. <laughs> well, I love that album. I think that's kind of a life-changing album because I listened to it like a hundred times and I haven't gotten sick of it. But, you know, I have been through a lot of change in this past year. Like many probably don't know, but my dad passed away just a few months ago. Um, and I think instead of kind of wallowing in that grief, which I still deal with a lot. Um, I feel like I've like used that time and kind of like that external pressure to work on improving myself and like starting projects like this podcast that I never really had the motivation to do before. And I'm like, I'm learning two languages and I'm like working out more and I'm eating better. And I feel like I'm like really prioritizing my relationships And I'm just kind of trying to plan the next stage of my life. And like in French, which is one of the languages I'm learning, Renaissance literally means rebirth. And I think that I have kind of, oh, and also like, I've like definitely like found God, I found spirituality. So I feel like I've definitely had like a real rebirth kind of across the board, somewhat good, some, you know, some good, some bad, but I would call mine Renaissance. That's my answer, Alex. For 400. <laughs> wow. That was a way better answer than mine. Oh my no, God. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I think yours was great. I've actually thought about getting Renaissance tattooed, but I haven't pulled the trigger yet, which means I probably won't. To be <laughs> Okay, Day, do you want your last one? Yeah. I hope it's the hardest question in the bin. Oh my God. Oh, but I shout out to Amanda good. because that was a really good question. And it's people like you that are making this smoking porch 
the space that I want it to be. Okay, what color do you want? Um, I'll do a green one. A green, a green for diamond. Ooh, <laughs> and this is a this is a big one. <laughs> oh no! I manifested this. What are your religious or spiritual beliefs? Ah, I told you some one. of them are big questions. Some of them are like, what's your favorite color? And some of them are like. <laughs> yeah, we went from, do you think I'm pretty? He he to. <laughs> That's the point. So imagine, honestly, imagine you're on a smoking porch. I don't, you're not like a smoker really, but you're out there with me. <laughs> and some like crackhead man comes up to you and starts talking to you. And he'd be like, what are you, what's your religion, son? And now you just got it. That would be scary. I know it would be. (laughs) (laughs) And you can always opt out, but I don't think you have to. No, um, I won't opt out. I would say, I would say I don't necessarily believe in like God in the sense of like, like an organized religion. I think Uh that like organized religions can be very like, detrimental to Mm -hmm. people and I think they can be like very toxic and more like harm than help there are obviously instances where that's like the opposite case Mm -hmm. um but I don't know I just think that like there are so many different religions out there and there's so many different belief systems that like it to me doesn't feel right to say like this is the one and that's it and that's all there is and this is the belief system and this is the person we're gonna all pay attention to like yeah I just don't understand that um but I think that like I would say I'm more spiritual than like religious I think that there's like got to be something out there beyond whatever this currently is I don't I don't like the idea of like yeah (laughs) I don't like the idea of like you know there's there's nothing out there after you die like I hope that there is something else and I hope that it's lovely and like Mm -hmm. for me personally like if I could have a dream like life after death or like you know whatever that looks like I hope that for everybody like it's exactly what they want it to be you know whether that whether that be the like little clouds in the sky and the like traditional figure or it's like yeah you're walking through your little meadow or like you're having your best day with you know your kid like your favorite age your kid what like whatever that is like I hope that everybody gets to like exist in that realm and like just feel comfort but I don't know oh that's that's a very beautiful answer Damon and I think Thank you. It's better great. than my long hot summer one. <laughs> no, 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 that was a good one too. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I agree with you. I feel like for me, I've kind of found solace in like some semblance of organized religion, but I'm still kind of trying to like parse that out. Um, but yeah, I think just like having any sort of spirituality is a beautiful thing. Obviously not everyone has it or has to have it, you know, like you're the master of your own life. You know, but I think that it can be help you see things at least a little differently and you see people in places a little differently, I think. But yeah, I don't know. The after did you ever see that movie, The Lovely Bones? Yeah. Bring up another movie. Her heaven is really <laughs> cool. I don't remember what exactly it is. It's like some sort of an afterlife, but if I recall, it's like exactly like she designed it in The Sims. Like it's like her dream. Like yeah, and I think I it's like exactly what she wants. I know. Like, well, how you know, nice would that be? Because, like, I mean, like, quote unquote, like, science has proven, like, we're all 
like matter never dies you know and like we're all made up out of the stars you know like that those kind of comments people say like you are literally made out of stardust (laughs) you know but like it is like I I don't think it's like that far-fetched of a thought even from like a scientific standpoint to think that like our consciousness could potentially go somewhere else even if you don't believe in a higher power like at all but yeah hard question but it's a little doozy but it's fun (laughs) We had thoughtful answers. I feel I like we were respectful. I know. I feel good. like this has been a very good, a very good session. And I miss you. Yeah. And you I need know. to um you need to write your three questions. You can just text them to me. But that's your assignment. I want it by the Little. end of the night, or else <laughs> I'm gonna come put you in another saw trap. You're gonna you- give me like the Matthew Lillard eight inch tongue. <laughs> I wanted to say it's so funny we're like go from talking about like God and spirituality to like this but honestly this is like so disturbing and like I should probably give a content reading before I do these episodes (laughs) (laughs) but have you ever like been in like a sex shop and seen those like scary okay not scary no kink shaming (laughs) have you seen those like dragon tongue fisting dildos no, what, what the fuck? Oh dear. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm gonna send it to you. Hold on. If it takes me a minute to find, that would definitely like make sense. I'm gonna go to a private browser for this. <laughs> um, no, they're scary. It doesn't but, sound pleasant. I, no, <laughs> no. Well, you always see kind of like unpleasant shit in those stores, like. Again, it's usually this. Yeah. It's usually for fisting, but you see like a dildo that's like fourteen inches long and like eight inches across, and you're like, "That's that's gotta be a joke, <laughs> right?" Like, yeah. <laughs> um, fisting dildo. Well done. Stay tuned. <laughs> and this is like gonna be one of my pictures. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you find one? Yeah. Are you gonna bum me out? I like. I might. It's not <laughs> cute. It's actually not what I thought it was. Maybe it's like a dragon tail, but I'll, I'll send you what I found. <laughs> it looks like a dog. <laughs> oh god. Oh, here it is. Okay, this one's. <laughs> How fucking scary! I'm sorry. I don't really I don't really want to like put this on my Instagram I think you guys should just google dragon tongue fisting dildo on a private browser and see what you find (laughs) but I'm sending it to Dan right now I'll just put a picture of Matthew Lillard's tongue and then (laughs) you guys can do the rest here I'll send you a picture of that too and you can compare I hate that like I just said a terrible thing um Oh no! <laughs> Ew! That sucks. <laughs> now I'm sending you a picture of his tongue. This photo I will post because it's scary. It's totally unattractive, in my opinion. I mean, oh. teach <laughs> their. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't particularly love that photo. I also don't like that that photo does look comparable to the pink 
of the <laughs> of the dragon tongue. Maybe I should post it. Just you know, I, I need to just bite the bullet. Um, yeah. I'm getting some followers that I don't know, which is nice. So shout out to them. Not a lot You're of them, building. but I'm building. I'm building my brand. Okay, I. This has been a gorgeous pleasure. I love that I closed with that scary sex toy. <laughs> What a way to go out. <laughs> what a way to go out. Well, I miss you. I don't think I can get to Portland in the near future, but soon. I love it because yeah. that really was like the time of my young life. Me too. We'll make it happen. I you love will. you so much. I love you more. Do you have any closing remarks? Um, I don't care what Camille said. Do not Google the <laughs> lizard tongue fisting dildo. Even in a private browser. Okay, you know, it might give you nightmares, but... It's going to open up a portal to hell. That's a curse. <laughs> um, that, that's like, what, that's your, like, spiritual awakening. <laughs> Let me no, actually, I want to change my answer. I do, I do believe in the devil now. <laughs> I've seen it with my own two eyes. And it works at Adam and Eve. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, well, thank you guys so much for listening. Um... Be sure to, if if you like this, uh, this kind of <laughs> terrible commentary about all sorts of random things, um, be sure to like, subscribe, and give me five stars, or else um, don't even bother. I was going to say something ruder, but that's not good karma. Um, <laughs> go Dragon Tongue Mr. <laughs> My God, these are... <laughs> this, this is sinful i need to i need to repent okay day i'm gonna let you go i'm gonna go eat that costco hot dog that's been defrosting <laughs> all right i love you so much i love you and give randy my love i will bye-bye thank you so much